It is the L-E-F-K-O-E, man, and you are listening to the sweetest sounds, the sultry tones, the boisterous boys, the Joint Practices Podcast. Get it, fellas. Yo, welcome everybody in to episode number 56 of the Joint Practices Podcast. I'm your host for this episode, Super Sticky Steve Knox. We are uh, out, our regular host, uh, Sean, this uh, this week. Him and his family, off to Walt Disney World. Good for them. Hard-working man. He deserves some time off with his family. So I'm joined tonight by my co-host, Mr. Stephen Lamont. At Stephen JPP on the Five Twitter bird. And one. Yeah, shout out to Sean. Enjoy vacation. He's swapping out 12s at Hannaford for 12s at Disney World. And <laughs> yeah. Who's going to eat so much ice cream? Him. He's not going to be able to EOP for a week. <laughs> <laughs> He's so hungry, he could ride a horse. I don't get I it. I don't get it. <laughs> I guess he could ride it to the store. Yeah, it probably could. Might could again. Hey, well, here we go. We're uh, into this episode to get the uh, week seven uh, preview of our matchups this week. Um, the Packers are hosting uh, the Oakland Raiders. Should be a uh, very uninteresting game. Uh, I hope so. We got the, the Vikings going into Detroit after the screw job, worse than the Montreal screw job. <laughs> the Lions screwed the Lions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, also, Eagles at the Cowboys this week. Uh, a shame that Sean isn't here to just let all the Cowboys fans hear about that loss to the Jets and how bad they're just going to put it to them this week. But uh, So we probably won't talk a whole lot about that game. Maybe dive in a little bit. Um, we'll go ahead and look at some uh, team news, injury report, not out yet for the Vikings this week. Uh, the only thing to note, they did waive defensive end Tayshawn Bauer. Kind of a bummer for me. I really did like this guy uh, the first couple years of his career, but it's a pretty stout position for the Minnesota Vikings. So he's gone. They did re-sign uh, Davion Davis in replace, uh, added him to the practice squad, which he was a part of the practice squad and was released a couple weeks ago. So bringing him back. Again, wide receiver pretty thin for the Vikings, uh, so any injury would uh, require them to call somebody up without making any emergency uh, roster moves, which they don't have any cap space, so don't really expect them to be uh, doing anything with this trade uh, deadline coming up either. Bo, you, Steven, you got some news on the Packers? Um, Yeah, more than usual for the week. Uh, Packers cut Trey Carson. I talked in the last episode about how we're doing at at running back. We have Aaron Jones. We have Jamal Williams, who just showed that he can he can be number one if we need him to. Uh, Dexter Williams is a solid number three, who we got earlier this year. But that cut of Trey Carson makes room for former Washington and Indy and Oakland wide receiver Ryan Grant which is different from the Ryan Grant we had before. 
uh, that one worked, worked out pretty well for us or for you. Yeah. Yeah. For us, yeah. Go pack go. <laughs> uh, Jay Sternberger, our third round pick coming off the IR, which is huge for us. Um, Jimmy Graham was such a hype acquisition two seasons ago, and he's just continued to struggle. Against the Lions, he had two catches, 17 yards, and just a beautiful ball in the end zone that hits him in the hands, and he just he just dropped. And it's it's a struggle because I don't want to badmouth Jimmy Graham because Jimmy Graham's a good football player, and he seems like a real stand-up dude, but this is not a... Is not performing the way we expected. So Sternberger coming off the IR, I think, is going to be huge for us. And there's a rumor that safety Raven Green might be coming off the IR as well, which also you know goes back to the conversation we had earlier this week about Green Bay's secondary and their inability to stop the pass up at times. Do they That's have, all I got. They have anybody else on the IR? Do you know? Uh, yeah, EQ. He's done for the season, though. He can't come back. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you're only allowed to pull two guys back from the IR, so. Yeah. That makes and that decision pretty easy. Raven Green is the the rumored one. I don't know if I don't know if there's anybody else in the IR I'm not even thinking about, but that was the only other name that I saw rumored was Raven Green, so. Yeah. We'll see how that plays out. Yeah, you'd hope that uh, Sternberger coming back... Um, would help them out uh, the tight end position because, like you said, Graham continues to struggle. I don't know if it's just he's beat up and he's getting old or what, but he's just a yeah. shell of who he used to be. Even if they transitioned him into more of a leadership role or mentor role, you know what I mean? It's right. like when they take bad wrestlers and instead of letting them go, they make it work as producers backstage. Right, yeah, exactly. It's just, I don't know. It, it seems inexplicable at times because... You know, you talked about that drop he had in the end zone where he made a great move and just made the linebacker look foolish, and he's wide open and just can't reel Good it in. Finish. So, yeah, I, I mean, it could be one of those like mental block kind of things too. You see it with professional athletes all the time. The guys Baseball. can't shoot free throws, or you know, throw the first from the mound, or you know, stupid stuff like that. Like, I don't know, maybe just overthinking it. Should uh, pull a Percy Harvin and just get high before every game. That's what I do, and it works out. It's far less stressed. Did you watch that? The or do you, are you just talking about the uh, that one quote? Because he had a video on a Bleacher Report that that's from, and he was he was because when I saw the the headline, I was like, oh, cool, he was just getting baked, and he was, and it wasn't that at all. It, it no, he had like, like super bad anxiety and yeah, migraines and, he's like, and stuff. I wasn't taking, I wasn't going to be taking like painkillers and shit, but like, you know, I got to go out and talk at a press conference and like, I'm, my stomach hurts. I'm sweating, I'm shaking. And I'm like, dude, I've never related to an NFL player more in my entire life. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, and it's, you just see one after another, these guys coming out like in support, like let these guys smoke weed. Okay. Yeah. They're making you guys billions a year. Like, I mean, it, w- it was Robin Williams that said uh, in a stand-up act, you know, it's like they they wanted to ban athletes from the Olympics for smoking, you know, marijuana. And it's like, you know, marijuana heightens many things, tastes, sensations, feelings, but it certainly doesn't make you fucking empowered, you know. 
<laughs> unless you know you're getting handed the ball and there's a Hershey bar at the at the end zone, you're like <laughs> there, you know there's there's nothing that gives it's you a, a competitive advantage. Stuff. Yeah, it's not a performance enhancing substance, but yeah, I mean it's ge- it's becoming legal in so many different places. Uh, it's got to be a matter of time before uh, you know the NFL, some of these other professional uh, you know athletic associations and the like um they're gonna have to start you know moving on from having that on the banned substance list because it just doesn't make any sense i can't imagine there's not nba players that are getting fried after every game jr smith he was getting fried in the fourth quarter of the game fucking (laughs) thought they were winning (laughs) oh i thought we were in the lead yeah i don't know it's a yeah it's High time, pun intended, that they uh Joint practices. It's a pain reliever. Let them take it. All right, so let's let's move on. I have um. Let me bring this back up. I think Green Bay has. So yeah, Green Bay's got Oakland at one o'clock this week, and my thoughts going into this were number one, um, this should be an easy game for Green Bay. On both sides of the ball, I think we should be able to handle the Raiders. And two, I really don't want to lose to John Gruden. I don't want to see him dance. I don't want to see him smile. I don't want to see um, that guy with that's the guy you keep call you guys call the pumpkin pie haircut freak. I don't want to see that guy. Yep. I think the scariest part about the game Surprising would be losing two, it because this is a Raiders team that's what are they three and two now? Something like that. Three and two Raiders, yeah. We we shouldn't have an issue with them. We're going to have Devontae back. Who knows whether he'll be at 100%. We'll have, um, we'll have Aaron Jones. Hopefully he's back in his normal... Um, he's back to his normal self. He had that really, really weird fumble where he just kind of bounced it off his own knee. But as far as predictions we'll get into over-unders and stuff later but I just don't see anybody on the yeah. uh on the Raiders other yeah. than that running back that I'm really worried about is it Josh Jacobs is that who their running back is all right so also this week we have uh the Minnesota Vikings traveling to Detroit as uh, the French would say, play the the Lions out there. Um, man, this is a difficult game uh, for me because obviously, you know, I just think that the Vikings are a much better team than the Lions are this year. Um, kind of uh, just out-talent them in, in most places. Might be a toss-up at quarterback. Depends on which Kirk Cousins shows up. I saw a tweet today that said Mike Zimmer's uh, first training camp as a head coach. He also had a linebacker on the team named Mike Zimmer. And somebody commented on it and said, well, some could argue that the Vikings have two Kirk Cousins. So this comes to, you know, uh, Kirk Cousins coming out there and having a game like he has the last two weeks. I don't think this should be a contest at all, but... Again, you you just never know what's going to happen, I guess. But 
here's the big thing for me. <laughs> the Vikings can't lose this game. Because if you lose, you're going to be 4-3. and three. You're also going to be 0-3 oh in the division. And you're going to have lost on, you know, all the Lions, Bears, and Packers home fields. So then those three divisional games at the end of the year become must-win games when you're hosting those teams, you know, just to try and keep your uh, your division record just respectable. Um, it's, it's the only thing that worries me is them going out and putting up a stinker against this team and all this momentum that you've gained over the last couple of weeks just completely gone. Yeah, that's... I think you guys finished the season with the Lions as well. That might be wrong, but yeah, you don't want to drop to oath. You don't want to drop to O three in the division. I mean, you're going to have those games at home, but making them, it's just going to be that much more stressful. Like that, that high, uh, high stakes or whatever. And then right. you're going to be at the end of the season. People are going to be tired. You don't know if you'll be battling injuries. Yeah, a lot of different... It's a uh, big game. Yeah, a lot of different intangibles that come into uh, the later part of the season. Because, you know, if you're battling for a playoff spot and you have a bad division record, like, suddenly that tie that the Lions have, you know, it could make the difference in them being the wild card team instead of you. Especially, you know, if you go in and lose this game. But we were just talking about the end of the season. So week 14, they'll play the Lions again. At home. Week 15 is against the Chargers. Week 16, that Monday night game against the Packers. And then week 17, they're hosting the Bears. So you're playing That's not a good three division year. games. Yeah, three division games in those last four weeks. Um, remains to be seen how the Bears are going to, uh, you know, kind of carry on this season. You know that defense is going to be good, but, you know, Without Trubisky the there, offense? yeah. How, how's Chase Daniel gonna handle, you know, kind of the scrutiny he's been under and the struggles he's had? So that game doesn't frighten me as much as those other two. But yeah, again, it sucks in Week Seven to say you have a must-win game this week, but I think I've said it the last couple of weeks too. So, um, but yeah, they need this one. It's and. It's going to be really hard to play off a loss, uh, you know, to your fan base if you're Mike Zimmer and Ziggy Wilf and all these guys. So, I don't know. Hoping for the best. That just shows the importance of division games is at the end of week seven, you could be in a really, really bad spot. Yep. With plenty of games to go. Yeah. And, I mean, it's funny, too. You kind of – sometimes you just lose the sight of the importance of – division records just because you know getting those situations where it especially seems like in the north um it's like one team always kind of just dominates where it's i mean it's a little tighter right now so you know two teams with two losses one team with one loss it's like you don't really think about that cuz normally you know again the packers could go 14 and 2 and it's suddenly not an issue but then that wild card tiebreaker becomes your conference record <laughs> and mm-hmm. or that tie whatever you know small things make a difference but yeah I, I mean I still expect the Vikings to be able to go into Detroit and uh 
bring home a victory. And uh, also, NFL, send those Lambo refs to Detroit. Yeah, they already don't like the Lions, so. Exactly. So how about uh, just a few words about this <laughs> Eagles and uh, Cowboys game going on yeah. down there in Dallas. The uh, Cowboys coming off a uh, record-setting loss to the New York Jets. Three straight. Uh, we, you know, we talked early on in the season, too, when they started 3-0. and And we were like, yeah, look at these cupcake games they got coming up. Like, yeah, they'll, they'll be like... You know, five and one, six and zero. Oh, when they finally play the Eagles and somebody that can uh, can give them a test, I mean, I skipped out on the the Packers there. So I think that's where I expected that five and one to be with that one loss to to Green Bay. But they don't look good at all right now. It's not ideal. They keep playing from behind, and then you have to have Dak throw the ball 180 times. Like. Got to give Zeke the ball, even if you're trailing. You can give him the ball. You don't need to throw it on every down. And we'll see if if the Cowboys fall into that panic again. We'll see if they fall two two scores early and they throw their game plan out the window. Jason Garrett's going to get left hanging on high fives on the sideline again. He's going to start <laughs> calling bad plays. I don't know if you saw that gif. It was awesome. Yeah. Everyone's coming off the field. Has yeah. his hands out. Everyone walks by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rough. Uh, you talk about a coach that might be falling out of favor a little bit, lose three straight games. Um, for me, uh, I think what would make the biggest difference in this game was, you know, a huge issue that the Eagles had against the Vikings, which I failed to mention in the last episode, but the Eagles receivers need to start catching the ball. Like Carson Wentz is putting it on their hands, and it's going right through. I don't know if maybe he needs to dial a couple miles an hour off the fastball, <laughs> but like these guys got got to catch these balls, man. They're especially on third down. You know, <laughs> they're making it easy. You're wide open. You know, third and six, you got eight yard route. He's wide open, right between right between the hands. Like the one thing that I think even kept that game remotely close is that once those balls are bouncing off their hands, like they're not bouncing to Vikings players. It was like the one time that we had a ball slip through somebody's hands, it goes off somebody's helmet and right to the other guy on the other team. It's like, you you know, we weren't getting those bounces. So I think that's the one, the one thing that made it respectable because, you know, these receivers just couldn't hang on to the ball. Like, it's inexplicable for a team that was, you know, so short-handed, uh, you know, a couple of years ago when they win the Super Bowl. You struggled a little bit last year, but, you know, looking at the names, it's like you don't expect these guys to be or or to have the drops that they do. So that's going to – they're, they're going to need to catch those balls, keep their offense on the field, and like you were saying, you know, get Dallas down early and – Make Dak show his true colors. Uh, easiest way to win. Clearly, we've seen that the last few weeks. Make him throw it 30 times a game. Oh, yeah. You definitely want to see that. And Dak has actually attempted three less passes so far this year than Carson Wentz has. And has uh, 16 more completions. Probably because his guys don't drop the ball as much. Yeah. 
But those six interceptions for Dak, too, so far this year. You want to see that number be like 10 after this week. Yeah. Why don't you go rack up four more? <laughs> Might as well. It's uh, how the season's going so far. Maybe they'll reconsider wanting to pay him $40 million a year. No, he he earned it. <laughs> Without a doubt. Jerry Jones likes his guys, and he tends to not want to uh, look for advice from anybody else. He's like, nope, this is my boy, and be I'm right. sticking with him. Um, yeah, I think uh, the other thing, too, is talk about the injuries. Um, Jason Peters probably not playing this week, uh, so... Look for uh, for Dillard to get in there, and he's going to have his hands full with that defensive pass rush. Um, I think you know maybe that could be the one thing that could help Dallas. Their defense has been pretty stout, but them having to get pressure on Carson Wentz, it's it's going to be a huge deal because I think that they have the uh, even with the injuries and everything. I think the Eagles have that offensive. Uh, firepower to be able to, you know, hang some quick points on them and, uh, you know, make them play bad football when they have the ball. Just, I mean, try and keep that offense off the field for for Dallas, too. Establish a run. Use those little pass plays with your running backs, like easy pitch and catch. Dink and flicker. <laughs> <laughs> well... Now that we recap those games, I think it's time. Let's get to the pick'em. Hey, pick'em, that's the name of the game. Snatching winners every week like a turnover chain. Uh, picking spreads over under long shots. Ha! You know we got it because our bank rolls on top. Well done. That was nice. Not too shabby. I've been working I on that in the car. think your voice get up that high. <laughs> I got a little uh, sore throat. I didn't know if I was going to be able to hit the note, but I almost got there. I'm proud of you. And looking at the recap from uh, week six, we had the Eagles at the Vikings. Vikings were a three-point favorite over under 44. Uh, so winning call was Vikings over. You're welcome. I got those two. Uh, public had the Vikings. Steven and Sean both picked the over. Um, didn't think that the Vikings would almost hit the over themselves, and they probably should have, but yeah, I'll take the three points. Moving on to uh, the Lions at the Packers. Packers were a four-point favorite, 47 over-under. Uh, the Packers did not cover, surprisingly, much to the chagrin of the efforts of the uh, the referees. <laughs> They're so, trying like hell. Yeah, Lions and under. Would have been a would have been the big winner this week. Um, the public and Steven both hit the under. Sean and I go over on this one. We all picked the Packers. Um, big surprise. I, I didn't didn't expect the the Packers to have such a close game against the Lions, but that's why we play the game, right? Our other uh, shit stained game of the week. <laughs> The Seattle Sheacocks went to uh, Cleveland to play the Poop Browns. 
Seahawks were one and a half point favorite on the road, 46 and a half over under. Uh, Seattle over the big winner this week. The public hit it, both Seattle and the over. The other three of us all went Seahawks and under. I, I guess the Browns just decided to play offense this week. and uh, You never know we, with them. We, yeah, we lose out, so it's a coin flip, but good news. They're on a bye this week, so we don't have to guess as much. Uh, our last game, because we had that death match of the week with the Eagles and Vikings, the uh, Ofer Bowl, the Washington football team, going to Miami as a three-and-a-half-point road favorite, 41 over under. Miami under, the big winner. Steven, the only one, only one to take points this week, and he gets them both, so picks up three points as if he needed it uh, <laughs> against us. Gained some ground on the public because after six weeks, Sean and I now, now tied in the basement, 25 points. Steven in second place with 30 in the public at 31. So starting to get a little bit tighter here as we uh, roll into week seven. And with week seven, we have the Eagles at the Cowboys. Cowboys three and a half, or no, three and a half, three point favorite at home. 49 over under. Little steep for my liking, but Sean... Obviously taking the Eagles and the over, no uh, no big surprise there. Uh, public on the Eagles and the under? What do you think, Stephen? Yeah, I uh, I tend to agree with the public. I'm going to take the Eagles, but I'm going to take the under. 49 just seems kind of high for me. Yeah, this is a, this is a toughie. Because I just don't know <laughs> what to expect from... Uh, especially from the Dallas offense. Um, God, 22 points against the Jets. <laughs> like, Yeah, they played great. Unless they take Amari over the top, like, how do they score points? So, that being said, I think it's going to be a close game. So, Eagle, even if the Eagles don't win outright, I think that they uh, do end up winning the game. But I, I got to go with the under. I can't imagine they score almost 50 points between the two of them the way that those offenses have played recently. Yeah. Uh, to the Packers game this week, hosting the Oakland Raiders. Packers six-point favorite at home, over under 47. Uh, Sean going Packers and over. Interesting. I guess he thinks they're going to hang like a 52 bomb on him this week. Because... Uh, the public is on the Raiders this week. What? I guess the uh, public was getting into some of that hippie spinach we were just talking about. Yeah, I'm not going to be impressed if they fucking hit both of these, but <laughs> I'm taking actually Packers and under. Same reason for the for the Eagles. I think the Packers are going to put up points, but I don't think they're going to be able to cover by themselves. Yeah, I'm I'm going Packers under as well. I just think that this ends up being one of those like snooze fest games. It's gonna get out to a twenty-one point lead for the Packers, and then they're just gonna coast at home, end up winning like you know twenty-eight to six or something like that. But I've yet to have a reason to believe in a uh, Oakland's offense against a decent team, 
especially if you're going to have to start trying to compete as far as uh you know putting points up on the board the way the Packers will Packers and under It's too bad they don't have AB to throw to, right? <laughs> yeah. Would have would have helped their offense quite a bit. They I mean, he screwed it up himself, but they also screwed it up as well. Um to the Vikings game this week. They're going to Detroit, playing the Lions. Vikings a one and a half point favorite on the road. Forty six and a half points are the over under. Sean went Vikings and over. The public likes what Sean's doing. Also Vikings and over. I'm also gonna go Vikings and over. Steven, go ahead and give your uh your normal pick. All right, give me the Vikings and the under. Did you just start typing violin? I did, <laughs> because I tried to talk at the same time. Um, the Vikings are very familiar with the Lions and Green Bay, and I think th- the game from last week is going to give them a ton of info, and I think they're going to take what Green Bay did well against the Lions and magnify that. I'm taking the Vikings in the under. I just like um, you know, the way that they've come out and tried to make explosive plays. And you can put up, I mean, you put up 38 points on a struggling secondary uh, as far as the Eagles are concerned. So I just think that, you know, they can get in that like 35-ish point range. And there have been spots for the Viking secondary where there's just like inexcusable absences from some of their defensive backs. Whether it's Trey Waynes or Xavier Rhodes, like they just happen to... uh have missed plays every now and then. And it's a lot like what we saw with the Packers against them, where it's just, you know, these 50, 60-yard plays, and you're just like, what What the fuck are they doing? So I think we could have a couple of those moments where you allow the Lions to score a little bit, but I'll be real mad if they don't win by at least two. So uh, I, I think 46.5 is a very favorable number. Not quite as favorable as our uh, pandering to Sean's wife game of the week. That's right, the Cleveland Browns on a bye this week, so we're going with the Saints, and they're at the Chicago Bears. Teddy Bridgewater still undefeated so far this season as the uh, starter in replace of Drew Brees, but the Bears are a three-point favorite at home with an over-under of a staggering 38 points. Sean and the public, both on the Saints and the over. Steven, how do you feel about this one? I actually think 38's a little bit high. We got uh, the banged up Bears and the Saints. Give me the Saints, but give me the under. Uh, This just feels like one of those games that it's going to end up being like, you know, 13 to 10 or something. That's what I thought too. Yeah, it's, I mean, (laughs) the question is which way does it go? Um, You know, the Saints won when they scored a touchdown early on in the fourth quarter last week, and they really did nothing on offense uh, the rest of the game. So this Bears defense is pretty good. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm saying Bears and under. Um, just as a way to try and pick up points but also I just I haven't seen anything 
from Teddy the last couple of weeks that makes me think he's going to be able to handle uh, a defense of this caliber. So going Bears, going under. Put myself out on an island there because we're <laughs> we're pretty much all the same the rest of the way through. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty close. A couple points that can sway one way or the other, but I'm yeah. trying try and make up a little bit of ground. Gotta because you it. guys have. You guys are only five points behind me, six points behind the lead, so yep. you guys have caught up. We're just hoping that Raiders under doesn't hit. That's really all that matters <laughs> at this point. Yeah, well, we'll pay for that if it does. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> but hey, there we go. That's episode 56. It's in the books. We're looking forward to uh, to week seven. Should be uh, some entertaining games, whether it be the Eagles at the Cowboys or the Vikings at the Lions or the Packers hosting the friggin' one-eyed Willies. It is one-eyed Willie. Oh, guy's got an eye patch on their helmet. <laughs> the Stelicans, that's what Gray calls them. <laughs> but hey... Should go ahead, uh, give us a follow on Twitter at Joint Practices. Sean is at Eleven the Goat. That's Eleven spelled out the Goat. Steven at Steven JPP. I am at the Knox says. Feel free to also uh, shoot us an email at jointpracticespod at gmail.com. If you're interested in being on Seven on Sevens, that's where you come on the pod. And we talk about whatever your favorite football team is. We'll ask you seven football-related questions. Also, seven non-football-related questions. Have a little fun. It's a great time. Um, Been a long time since we've done one, but um, we would definitely like to have some people on to talk some football with us. And, you know, just it's it's refreshing. Just some new content. Yeah. And like we said last week, we actually have a couple in the works, which is cool. Um... Our buddy Dave from work said he wants to be on. He actually told me that when he was out on injury, he didn't listen to any podcast. He's like, so I'm on like 43 right now. It's the one where Andrew Luck retired. And I was thinking like, you don't have to catch up if all that stuff's already happened. But we appreciate <laughs> you, Dave. Yeah. Keep listening. And we'd love to have you on at some point. If you're listening still at this point, thanks for sticking with Steve and I on this uh, two-man weave for the week. Rate, review, subscribe the pod on whatever you're listening to. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, CastBox. We're on all of them. We'd love to hear from you. Somewhere from Florida, Sean John. Beep pod. But, uh, hey, uh, why don't you go ahead, if you're on the Twitter bird this week, use the hashtag WDW for me. That's right. Sean's vanity plate, him and his family in Walt Disney World this week, so it's just Steve Squared, you know, on the mic this week, but hey, this was I was going to say SS, but I think that was like the German Nazi police, and we don't <laughs> want to be associated with that. <laughs> say we're like the Triple S, so that's, might even be worse, but hey, uh, Triple was, S, Super Sticky Steve. This was uh, interesting, the first time that I've ever done a pod where Sean hasn't been here, so... It's the first one that he's missed. So, yeah. not bad. Sean has quit the pod. <laughs> it is now just Packers, Eagles, or whatever team you like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's 54 56. That's still a pretty good percentage. 
But yeah, use that hashtag WDW, the number four, me. Let us know that you're listening. Um, let us know what you think is going to happen. Week seven. And we're going to uh, get off to bed because I got to get up early in the morning and go to work. Real fun time for me. Yeah, it's already 11. Yeah, not, not as bad as some other episodes, but hey, we got there. We got through these two episodes without our big-time host, so hope the Lamont family is enjoying their time down there in Florida. Go meet the princesses, eat some ice cream, have a good time. Skull Vikings. Go Pack Go. Hashtag get baked. We out. Bye.